0: Mobley Comics Audio presents 20,000 Leagues Into Madness Created by Brian Del Rio Based on the works of Jules Verne and H.P. Lovecraft My fingers slip, my hands are shaking as I recall that first traumatic encounter with the company, Dakar. How many decades had it been since anyone had called me that name? Yet though my hair was now short, and I wore a crisp blue uniform of a distinctly western design, I knew that the small boy in the patka was still somewhere within. It occurred to me that I often thought in Hindi, though I often did not realize it. Moujé lactahaise le mieun. I think, therefore, I am. Yes, but now my command of the Queen's English was better than even those buffoons who had accosted me that day. My eyes drift like the bioluminescent plankton that sparkle as the salon window moves past them. I stand to my feet, approaching one of the many paintings in the museum that was the salon. Jesus Christ peers into the heavens, a white dove alighting on him as John the Baptist pours water onto his head in the act of baptism. Water is life. Water is death. I liked the Christian's Christ. A man who claimed no belonging to the world. A man who spoke of a new age, a new world, where rich and poor, where people of every race and language, lived equally. I stare out the portal as a valley of white sand passes beneath the Nautilus. The company would conquer this world too, if it could. I wonder if it ever occurred to them, sitting at their churches on Sunday in Bundelkhand that they had more in common with the ruthless, conquering empire that crucified Christ than the subjugated, poor, and exploited masses that he dedicated his life to helping. Another pang of emotion ripped through my heart like a bayonet. The memory of how helpless I had felt. I clenched my fists, embracing that emotion which the Christian's Christ would never have condoned. I wipe yet more sweat from my brow as I stride past the statues and displays, to the lavishly furnished saloon at the back of the salon. I select the whiskey, brewed from the wheat-like buds of seagrass. My new world provides all. It burns pleasantly down my throat, warming my chest like a hearth. I really should stop. But as the Christ said in the Gospel of Luke, beware casting out a demon, lest he come back with seven more powerful than himself. I don't think I can afford any more than I already have. For if my history with the company put any demons in my heart, then the bottle was the least of them. Chapter Two The Doctrine of Lapse Starring Brian Del Rio One of the soldiers shrugs his musket from his shoulder, pointing it at me as I emerge from the water. He laughs at the terror it inspires in me, the ugly grin beneath his bushy moustache, missing a tooth. What are we got here? A junior pirate in training? My lip begins to quiver the sharp bayonet hovering before my nose. Pirate? No, sir. I was just diving for pearls. The hell is wrong with you, Jonesy? The gentry just a lad. The soldier beside him sets a hand on the barrel of the musket, easing it from my face. The one called Jonesy jerks his elbow from the other man's hand, scowling at him. Oi, Jasper. A lad on the road to perdition. Thieving from the company. Jonesy snatches the oyster from my shaking hand unscrewing the bayonet from his musket. He wedges it into the seam where the mollusk opens. His hand slips, the blade drawing blood. He juggles the oyster for a moment before catching it, then hisses through his teeth as he looks at the red blood streaming down to his red sleeve, licking the blood like an animal. He then goes back to work on the oyster. At last, the shell opens, revealing the largest pearl I had ever seen. Jonesy tosses the shell aside as he holds up the pearl triumphantly to the one called Jasper. Oi, hell of a bonus, don't you think? He slips the pearl into a velvet drawstring pouch, tying it to his belt as he turns back to me. You have to have a license to go pearling in these waters, It's to not give the company its cut. That's like Stephen it is. My eyes widen, a tear slipping down my cheek as Jonesy unhooks a whip from his belt. Though the British had banned the use of flogging within their own ranks some time ago, they felt its violence an appropriate form of correction for my people. Slavery had been vanquished from the Empire nearly a decade before, but the sentiment that different colored bodies should be treated differently remained. So, you heard what Brigadier Insmith said. No law-breaking is ever to go unpunished. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Got to teach these Gentoo heathens good Christian values, we do. My heart stopped at the mention of the notorious British officer's name. Brigadier Lachlan Insmith. Insmith had fought in the Anglo-Afghan War. He had been captured by rebels and held prisoner in a cave, enduring months of torture at the hands of his captors. Just the rumours of what those angry rebels had done to him could send a shiver up your spine. Whatever had happened, this was all anyone knew for certain. A man had entered that cave, but what came out was a monster. The cruelty of Lachlan Smith in governing Kolkata was well known throughout the princedoms. But I had not heard that the Governor-General had appointed him to a position of power in Shanxi. I swallow as the soldier approaches me with the whip. I look to the one called Jasper, pleading with my eyes... Pressing his lips into a thin white line, he turns his face from me. No more than three, Jonesy. Make it fast. Jonesy seizes my arm, walking me toward a large, flat rock. He throws me across it. There's an abandoned rowboat on the shore to my right, draped in an old fishing net. I count the openings in an attempt to distract myself. Lie still, lad. Cold sweat pours from my brow. I had seen such a whip used on a horse before, the way it cut into flesh. I wasn't sure I could survive three hits, small as I was. Overcome with terror, I jumped from the rock and fall to my knees before him, trembling hands in front of my face. Please, sir, I won't do it again. Have mercy. I'm the Maharaja's son. I'll give you whatever you want. Rupees, jewels, just don't kill me. Jonesy stiffens as though struck, his eyes widening. He looks back at Jasper has turned back to both of us with an equally slack-jawed expression Are you taking a piece? You're really Mumbaric Talwar Singh's lad I rattle my head in agreement <laughs> bombing tears from my eyes Oi, I thought Nazib was cracked No, no Nazib is my older brother I am Dakar! Dakar Talwar Singh Jasper perks with interest He takes three large strides toward me Anyone know you're out here lad? I shake my head. The look that darkens Jasper's features make the hairs on the back of my neck stand up on end. He looks over both shoulders, toward the chipped old rowboat, which I could have sworn had a net on it earlier. There are no people on the nearby docks. We are alone. I am alone. Dangerous job, Perlin. Jonesy! Grab his feet. I'll grab his arms. I'll take him to the shelves and hold him under until he stops breathing. Let him find him floating by the docks. Jonesy appears shocked. You know I'm still in the process of healing the last time. Company's better send me packing if I brought up on another charge of murder. No, Jonesy. The company won't send you packing. Help me snuff his candle and you're sure to get a fat promotion. Do you know what the doctrine of lapse is? Jonesy shakes his head dumbly. If the Maharaja doesn't have a male heir capable of inheriting Bundelkund, then Bundelkund becomes the property of the East India Company. Ducky here's older brother is already unfit, given he's as mad as a hatter. So if the older brother's mad, and the younger brother drowns in a tragic pearling accident... Christ alive, Jazz. I thought you didn't want me to hurt to that. Jasper shrugs. I don't, but money is money. Don't touch that button. 20,000 Leagues Into Madness will continue after this short ad. Did you know the creator of this podcast also publishes comic books? If you enjoy history, science fiction, and fantasy, then you should check out Chronospire. In a world of elves, orcs, and dwarves, an elven scientist invents a time-traveling tower to save her world's future, but accidentally resurrects a far deadlier evil from its past. Along the way, she'll encounter T-Rex-like prehistoric dragons, dark elf gunslingers, and orcs fighting in the trenches of a world war. Read along with a podcast dramatized exactly like the one you're listening to. Get your copy of Chronospire Volume 1 on Kindle, Comixology, iTunes, or in print at Amazon.com. The Devotees of the primal Lord God "'are beyond hate and vengeance. "'I think of the words of the Guru Nanak "'as my small heart pounds in my small chest. "'The sun is setting as the two East India Company soldiers "'carry me from the beach and toward the rocks, "'the place which is to be my watery grave. "'In the end, water destroys all. "'Jonesy grasps my ankles while Jasper holds my wrists. "'I had stopped struggling, limp as a rolled carpet.' What was the point? I was a small boy, not strong enough to overcome two burly soldiers. I gaze out over the docks towards Shanxi as they carry me, at the box like silhouettes of its many buildings, pierced here and there by bulbous spires, above them all, the pointed domes of the palace in which I had grown up. My heart twists with regret, my eyes blurring with sorrow. I will never see it again, nor my brother nor my mother, nor my father, never again. As I watch, points of yellow light flood the streets of Shansi, as if the stars themselves had been poured from the heavens. I had forgotten. It was the first night of Diwali, the Festival of Lights, an observance shared by Hindu, Sikh, and Jain alike, a celebration of light's triumph over darkness. I peer up at Jonesy's ugly expression, at the eagerness in his gap toothed grin. Triumph? What triumph? While the city brightens in the distance, glinting off the bayonet Jonesy had shoved haphazardly into his belt, a shadow fell across my heart. A small dark seed shooting down its first inconsequential root. I felt a strange new emotion taking hold of me, one I had never felt before. Devotees of the Primal Lord God are beyond hate and vengeance. It floods my blood with a chemical strength and a sudden undeniable will to act. My small hands tighten into fists. Bastards, let me go! I drive my foot across Jonesy's ugly grin, wiping it from his face. He thumbs blood from his lip, using the hand now wrapped in a white cloth from his earlier injury. That sounds like after all. He grips my ankles, squeezing them until the bones feel on the verge of snapping. Their boots splash as they enter the water, behind the secluded rock. Jasper looks down into my eyes, his face appearing upside down from my perspective. Nothing personal, lad. I blink in shock. Nothing personal. Nothing Personal. Devotees of the Primal Lord God are beyond hate. I feel the dark seed sprout another root deeper into my heart. All of your company are thieves and murderers, taking what you didn't produce, killing whoever stands in the way. May God damn you! May no, 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 God damn it. you all! Are- <laughs> on